and welcome to today's episode of The Enthusiast & Co. Today I have the pleasure of being joined by Soph, the founder of Surfshop. And if you're wondering why I put on a whole accent there, it's because it's surf as in earth, French for egg. I've tried many times to record this intro to explain what Soph does and why I think it's so brilliant. And I keep failing, so all you need to know really is in her Instagram bio, which is part-time egg maker, not a chicken. Absolutely brilliant. I said it at the end of the recording, but it definitely bears repeating at the start as well, that I'm just so glad that there are people out there in the world doing brilliant and wonderful things with their obsessions. Sophie's definitely doing that. It was really lovely to chat to her. We had such a nice time. So I hope you have a lovely time listening too. Hi, Sophie. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. How are you? I'm really good, thank you. I'm excited. Yay! I mean, you said you were nervous. Sorry to air you on the podcast, but you said you were nervous about three I was seconds ago. To be so. confident. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I sorry. I was going to say I'm excited but nervous, but you know, I was like, I'm going to go with it. I'm confident, but and then I was like, no, I'm going to knock you down a peg. <laughs> so sorry. Well, you can be nervous, uh, and okay. enthusiastic, and scared all at the same time. They're all sides of the same coin, aren't they? Absolutely. So to ease you in, ease those nerves, exude that <laughs> excitement. Could you please tell everybody a bit about you and who you are? Yeah, so I'm Sophie from Soap Shop. There's kind of like a mix on how to say it because I say Soap Shop out of ease, but technically it should probably be Surf Shop because uh-huh. it's Earth for Egg. So I make eggy kind of decor or decor. I don't know. I just make eggy kind of things that go in your house that kind of make no sense, but also kind of make sense. You know what? I have to say this because my I was talking to my friend about it when you first asked me and she's like, you have to mention this when you go on. When I was a, a kid, you know, when everyone says what they want to be when they grow up and everyone's like, oh, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a singer. Yeah. My genuine dream was to be a doc. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know whether so... you were going to say egg or duck or chicken. Oh. And I'm so glad you didn't go with egg because duck is even better. And also understandable. They so are weird. incredible animals. They're adorable. I've actually got duck slippers on right now. And I feel so like, I kind of realised my like I, dream. I, I now want to pivot this podcast into just talking about ducks because I feel like there's a lot of mileage <laughs> in that. Can I ask why? Like, why? I don't know. This is the thing. I do still love ducks, but it wasn't even a regular duck. It was a yellow duck. Uh-huh. So I don't really know what that means. A special one. But that was my know? dream. Yeah. So I'm kind of there. <laughs> So you have peaked. But, you've you've lived in your dream. I'm so happy for you. I'm so so yeah. so enamoured that you are living your best life. Yeah. So yeah, I, I make eggs, chicken eggs. Unfortunately, is kind of what they're aimed to be. But yeah, I started it like six months ago, and it's just kind of been a bit of a crazy whirlwind. I never intended it to happen. But so yeah. how how did you start? What was your? I mean, the question I ask all my podcast guests: What was your first egg, and how did it come about? <laughs> Well, the thing is, so I, lockdown for me was like a great, it's been good for me in the sense that I've kind of taken a step back and just been being like super creative where I never really was before. Like I was, but I didn't enjoy it because I was always putting myself down about it. Yeah. But obviously in lockdown, there's nothing to do. So one day my mum was like, oh, should we do like, should we make some salt dough like you used to when you were a kid? So I was like, you know what, why not? So made some salt dough and then I had like a little bit left over. And then um, my brother had just moved into his house, house homo, follow him on Instagram, cheeky little the plug most, there. The most gorgeous house I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, so he's moved into his house uh, during lockdown and he was living at home just before and we'd watched a programme called Blown Away. 
And there's this lady called Deborah. It's like a glass bloke blowing program yeah and she made a glass egg and we were obsessed with it so I was like oh I know I'll make him a little egg you know be a bit funny so I was like oh I made you an egg and then he loved it and he hung it in his kitchen and he posted it on his Instagram and people just like were like oh my god where did you get this are they ever being sold like if they're ever being sold please tell me we were just like what (laughs) what's happening (laughs) And then he was like, do you think you could make one for me when I get to a thousand followers and I'll do it? It's like a little giveaway. So loads and loads of people entered. and I was just like, what is happening? And then we decided that by the time he announced a winner, I should try and make an account for it. So we came up with the name Soap Shop. Genius. And yeah, well, it was nearly Lazy Earth, but I thought there might be some copyright issues there. So I didn't go also for Also genius, but yes, potentially <laughs> legally problematic, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we went with Soap Shop and literally the first day I set it up, I had eight orders and it was just mental. And I literally haven't stopped making eggs since and I've now made 350 eggs, which I've sold like all around the world, which is just mind blowing to me and yeah this is just what I do with my life now 350 eggs in six months are some serious numbers can I just say I mean I'm sure you're all too aware of that fact but that is amazing I don't know I've got like no kind of reference or scope and like I said I never planned it so I kind of I'm fine I don't know if it's really sunk in yet it's the places like it's gone to so many have gone to America and Canada Iceland and Sweden and Germany and Spain and I'm just uh, baffled but like so happy and so thankful that it's happened I think sometimes that's sometimes the the best things are those things though that do just happen completely by accident like you know it wasn't too premeditated and it is just something that you really enjoy and are good at and something that's just like captured some you know kind of like childhood glee or something and people I don't know what it is but there's something wonderful and and innocent sounds like a weird way of saying it but like (laughs) I think I think we all want like especially in this past year we've all wanted something that's uncomplicated and just we can just enjoy it and I think we can all come together and enjoy you know ceramic eggs in their uncomplicated (laughs) glory (laughs) it's it's crazy like I just I do honestly just absolutely love it and the reaction like I've had so much support off random people which has been amazing because I feel like social media for me before was kind of one of them things where it was very negative, mm. tried not to go on it as much as possible. And since I've kind of been introduced to this small business creative side of Instagram, which is just the warmest, most incredible place ever. And it's built my confidence. It's just skyrocketed and it's just been the most wonderful six months I could have ever asked for. It's, Aww, I, I love that. I'm, I'm so soppy about it. <laughs> you, yeah. You're so right though about the about the small business side of Instagram because I feel like I see quite a lot of my friends from school who aren't self-employed or who aren't, you know, like don't have a crafty kind of pursuit at the moment. And they, mm. you know, a lot of them are kind of feeling the same about Instagram and that it's a very negative space and that they want to kind of reduce their time on it, which I do completely understand. But then also I do feel mm. bad for them because they don't they don't get to see that amazing you know because they're, they're not in the the community or whatever they don't get to see the wonderful you know like some of my best pals on Instagram and that's how I communicate with them day to day which is just crazy to exactly. think isn't it there's so many lovely people and everyone just wants to lift each other up like you want to share all these incredible creative people who are making like amazing stuff and you just talk to each other and you it's such an open place where you can I like I message people and I'm like oh what are you doing how are you doing this and blah 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 and we just chat and 
have lovely conversations and it's just like a journey together it's amazing I love that love it so much (laughs) so speaking of eggs obviously Mm -hmm. the first question that I ask all of my guests other than what was your first egg is what am I (laughs) what are you enthusiastic about in work and you I send all you know just to break the fourth wall for everyone I um, (laughs) do send my questions in advance to people just so that I can get an idea of like the flow of conversation and you said I'll mention what you said about (laughs) the egg work in commas I absolutely love that that you one of your favorite things is collaborating with customers which I absolutely love there's there are really is no limit with your egg designs which I absolutely adore but can you talk us through obviously not like any sensitive or personal details or whatever but could you tell us about a couple of your like favorite designs because every time you post something new I'm obsessed with it thank you genuinely my favorite thing about making the eggs is absolutely just like I said the custom orders and collabing with people because I find that that's where my absolute best designs have came from and I really like it to be completely like 50-50. I think some people find it a bit much because I'm like, what do you think about this extra line that I just don't design? And I'm like, I really don't mind. I'm like, you have to, you have to mind. This is your so egg, really goddammit. Like yeah, they come to me with an idea. I like all these millions of ideas come to my head. Then I draw them down. I send them back. And then we have like a proper proper back and forth about it which I just I just love I think it's so nice and I get to chat to people I wouldn't normally get to chat to the prime example for that for me is my Freddie Mercury egg because that is just my absolute most proudest achievement I think in life in general ever <laughs> it was a banger honorable mention should also go to your recent calvin harris design which i was obsessed with like that, that that's came also from, top it unlocked a memory for me that i didn't realize i was suppressing just about how much i loved that song mm-hmm. like and as soon as i saw it weirdly in ceramic egg format on my instagram i was like oh <laughs> yeah no that is a song that i absolutely rinsed about a decade ago and rinse it again i shall <laughs> And honestly, when you listen to it now, you will only hear acceptable in the 80s. <laughs> because it took me back to being like, however old I was sitting on the bus on the way home from school or something, listening to my earphones. That's yes. what it reminds me of. Absolutely. Um, the best of times. Yeah. What sparked that was I put up a picture of um, an egg on a on like a scarf that's quite colourful. And I put the caption something like, this egg would go to Club Tropicana or something. Something stupid. And I put the song on my stories, Acceptable in the 80s. And I was like, that sounds very much like acceptable. (laughs) So (laughs) the design for that egg came about and I just, I loved it. Which leads very nicely onto the next thing I was going to note, which is that you said you love a good pun, have recently realised that you've somehow created a job for yourself, mixing your very strange aesthetic with your terrible humour in the form of eggs, which I adore as a sentence, as a concept, as a life mission. And I was going to ask about the name because obviously... It works brilliantly written down. And then as you've already discussed, like spoken, there are a couple of ways you can read it. I'm also from Hull. And so Soph in a Hull accent would be said as surf yeah. anyway. So just, I mm. say, just pretend it's Hull, Hullensian and then there are no issues. That's exactly what I say. If someone asks me, I normally go, well, I say Soph shop, but really it's like Soph in a Northern accent. Yeah, there you are. Surf shop. <laughs> surf but technically shop. it should be French. <laughs> I mean, so there's they do, a lot they, of mixes there. They do call Hull the France of the UK, don't they? So you know, yeah, they say that on the grapevine. Yeah, I've actually been asked to send some eggs over to a boutique in Paris. <gasps> so that's something that's super exciting that's happening. Oh my god, in that the is next so month exciting. or so! Congratulations! I know. 
So they probably won't say it in a northern accent. I mean, they do call France the original France, don't they? So, I mean, I think... Yeah. Probably, yeah, unfortunately. But that is so exciting. Oh, my Yeah, I'm really God. excited about that. I can't do any puns, though, unfortunately. <laughs> well, I messaged a friend who speaks French. And I was like, can you think of any egg puns in French? And they, they didn't call Trumps with anything, so... They're just going to have to have some random paintings on them, I think. I mean, you're, it's, I mean, I know we've hammered the, the pun article because it really does make me laugh every day that I think about it. But also your more abstract designs are exceptionally beautiful as well. You are very talented as a maker. So, you know, I don't think, I don't oh, think France you. is general are going to be, they're not at a loss there, but you know, they are at a slight <laughs> loss for the puns, obviously. But everything you do is so beautiful. I think, I think they'll manage oh, is what I'm you. saying. <laughs> And so you also said you're enthusiastic about doing the things that feel right for you and embracing the opportunities that come your way. And I wondered if you could just talk a bit about that in terms of like how the eggs came about for you. You know, you've mentioned that obviously they sprang out of lockdown and you were just looking for something to kind of do. But yeah, I just wondered what your thoughts are on kind of, because your eggs are full of personality, which I absolutely love, like at every single level, they are so unique and individual. Yeah, so I just wondered if you had any thoughts you. on that. Yeah, see, this is the thing for me, it's like, Growing up, I never knew what I wanted. Well, except for being a duck, I never knew what I wanted to be. I was never one of those people who had like a specific career in mind. I never knew what I wanted to do. I was always kind of quite scared about the future because I never felt like I fit in all of these different careers. And I went to uni just because that's what people were doing. And I did a history degree, even though I didn't really like history that much. Yeah, it, it was, but I liked it by the end of it and I have got a passion for it now. But after lockdown, I thought I'll go home and I'll work for a year. Like I'm working as a waitress at the minute. I was like, I'll work for a year, I'll save up some money and I'll probably go and do a master's. And I, do you know when things just don't feel right? And I was yeah. like, oh, I'm just kind of hurtling towards this life that I know I don't want. And then when lockdown happened, I pulled out of doing the master's because I thought it was a bad time to go. And then I thought, right, I'm going to become a teacher. And which is nothing wrong with that. But for me, it kind of made me sad because I thought I'm just not doing what I thought. Like I'm settling for something I knew I didn't want to do. And it was quite sad. And I was just like, well, that's life. You know, that's what happens. And then the eggs came about, (laughs) which is a weird sentence, but the (laughs) eggs came about and it just kind of found me. Like people seemed to find me and I didn't choose to do it. So it just kind of happened and snowballed. And um, it kind of brought out a thing in me which I've never really felt before where I felt really like I can see what the future is I can see what the next step is I can see how I can grow and improve and kind of where I want to go and I'd never had that before I'd always felt quite scared about what I was going to do in the future I thought I'm just not going to be happy (laughs) is what I thought and now I've got this thing where I'm like super super happy and I'm probably probably as cringy as this sounds it makes me feel the most like I've ever felt like myself in my entire life that's not cringy at all I love that it's funny because my friends say they're like this is a very Sophie thing and I'm like what does that mean (laughs) I don't know what that means but I I think I was creative but I always denied to myself that I was creative because of like I was like I'm not but now I'm just doing this thing and it feels like the most me thing to be doing and I love it it's hard to say into words but like allowing yourself to do the things that you want to do rather than doing the things that you think you should because like you're funneled into a path by like school or do you know what I mean those regular career paths you don't think if without lockdown I never would have had the time to take a step back and consider a different route I would have just gone straight into a job because that's what you do yeah so that's why I'm I always kind of look at lockdown 
as much as I can from a positive perspective because it's a gift of time that I never would have had before. A lot of the time you need the time, not you, you specifically, so if you need the time <laughs> and space, but like one needs a lot of, you know, time and space to, as you say, kind of like work out what does, you know, light your fire, what you are enthusiastic about, because otherwise, you know, the nature of the world mm. we live in is like you just can end up running from pillar to post doing the next thing that's expected of you, the next thing you need to do to get, you know, further on or whatever. I was very much the same, although albeit a few years before you because I went to uni to do philosophy and absolutely hated it and uh, unlike mm. you with history I didn't love it by the time I ended I just still hated it but got there in the end <laughs> so yeah I feel you feel you desperately on that one and I think it's yeah yeah great that it's found you I now hey there was yeah I just think it's something we probably need to maybe try and steer away from that like success driven craziness because mm-hmm. success isn't everything I mean when I think about like I'm hoping to as much as I can go full time with the eggs this year and stuff yeah I just I just want enough money to get by on do you know what I mean obviously it's not going to make me a millionaire but as it makes me so happy that I'm more than happy to do that because I thought as well like there was a job opportunity that came up and I thought well maybe I should do it but then I thought I would have to give up the eggs I can't start a career and keep it up and I just wasn't willing to do that so I've kind of committed myself to them for a little while at least <laughs> that's a sign though that that's a surefire sign that you love it if you were because if you had have mm. you know been willing to drop them as you say that would have been it would have been like well that's the end of that chapter and you know moving on but I think as it well is. it's such a good point about success like redefining what success means and because I think a lot of us and I definitely speak for myself here like will have internalized a certain view of success that's not even necessarily what we consciously think it's just kind of like what the pervasive view is and you never really question it and then as you grow up and you see Absolutely. other people doing other things you're like wait wait a second I, that, is that what I want like will I will I have you know it's that cliche like once I have all that would I feel successful probably not no I've never been someone who's wanted success but there's always that part of me like especially when I finish uni and there's always the question so what are you doing now oh my and I was god, just yeah. working in a restaurant at the time and I thought oh my god like I'm not successful even though I didn't care about it it was a horrible thing to just be like, oh, I'm not doing anything really. But yeah. if you're happy, I really don't think it matters. And this is the thing about like seeing all these creative people on Instagram doing incredible things. I just think it's amazing. And I think more people should be encouraged to do it. But you need the time, which is what lockdown gave me, where I yes. wouldn't have had. And a lot of normal people would never be afforded that kind of luxury in any normal circumstance. You know, you have to have a job. Yeah. I mean, I'm very much an idealist. I'm not saying none of us should work. (laughs) What you're saying is you turned down a job because you wanted to take eggs full time and never work a day in your life. No, that's absolutely not what you're saying. Don't worry. (laughs) I don't know. I haven't got it all worked out yet. I mean, you sound pretty close to me. I have to say, I love, I love this very, this egg view on life. I absolutely adore it. I should write a book about you. Oh my God, you should do. Well, workshops and the puns. egg view on life. I mean, egg, I egg, existential is the thing that screams out to me. Ah, oh my god! If I ever write a book, if somehow this becomes a thing where I have to write a book, please can I call it my existential crisis? Yes, you can. I will give you that publicly. I am. I will credit you. Right to you. Yes, that is all I want in life. Credit, credit in a book. <laughs> Yes, thank you so much. Well, this has worked out marvellously for both of us. Thank you very kindly. This is my success. It's been crazy in a book about an eggy pun. That is literally what I live with. <laughs> this season, I'm really excited to be introducing a brand new segment to the show, working with the wonderful Untitled Project. Untitled Project are a PR, marketing and social media agency who work specifically with small, independent, crafty and creative brands just like you and me. 
As a creative herself, founder Narissa realised that there wasn't an obvious go-to full-service agency who specialised in securing coverage and PR placements for smaller businesses without a huge budget or following to start with. Using their experience working with brands like IKEA, Debenhams and Kodak, the Untitled Project team now spend their days working on campaigns and projects for brands within the craft and creative industries instead. They've already worked with mega brands like Cricut, Happy Fabric and La Basketry, but are working on creating bespoke packages and services that are accessible for smaller brands too. Each week, Untitled Projects and I will be using this segment to showcase a small creative brand who does what they love and loves what they do, introducing you to the makers and shakers you need in your life. So keep your eye and ears out for future segments, but in the meantime, make sure you're following Untitled Project at Untitled Projects, that's U-N-T-L-D Project on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and head to their website, untitledproject.com. Moving on, Sophie, we're going to talk about what you're enthusiastic about in play now. You're a very creative person because, you know, much as you say, you don't, you've like never really kind of done the crafty thing properly. Nobody's just been knocking up those eggs first time. So <laughs> have you always been crafting creative? Is it something you kind of came to later in life? What's your favourite medium? Pre-eggs, obviously. Like what, what's your hobbies, I guess, want of a better word? People always say, like I said, people have always said like, oh, you're quite creative. And I go, I'm not. I always used to think I could, I can draw and stuff like, okay. I did GCSE art, so that's maybe where it started but that was very much I went to like a very normal school and there was like four of us who were friends and we would sit and flip through a magazine and just laugh about giving them stupid captions do you know what I mean so maybe that's where it came from the stupid humor but yeah so I never thought I would come up with the ideas I guess I do like painting and I love to crochet so I've crocheted since I was like 16 so that's something I like to do so I am I am creative but I just don't really see it like that but the good thing about the eggs is it's made me confident in being like, you know what? Yeah, you can do this. And some of the things I've painted, like the cherry blossom egg that I posted yesterday, yeah. that one, I had this idea and normally I would have gone, oh, I can't do that. Like, I'd love to do that, but I can't. And I've just gone for them and they're turning out how I want them to, which is the most amazing thing. So I will concede now that I think I might be slightly creative. <laughs> 350 eggs down the line you're like maybe I can do this painting thing maybe yeah yeah I I do quite like just doing like lots I like doing lots of little things really like I love just spending time with my family and friends though which has been something that's been hard obviously this year Mm -hmm. but yeah I'm I'm quite a I'm quite a person of simple pleasures I think it doesn't take a lot to keep me happy (laughs) I mean that is the way to be I think so yeah I mean all power to that I'm a big lover of food that's a big love of mine a big enthusiasm of mine I'd probably say yes honestly people say this more often than you think and they're like I feel really bashful about it they're like oh god well one of my enthusiasms is just food and it's like that is one of the great life's greatest pleasures like we cannot get by without food so let's enjoy it that is absolutely my biggest hobby as well as eating don't not sure if it counts as a hobby but it absolutely is mine (laughs) I could talk about food all day all night yeah honestly definitely like honestly. at the beginning of lockdown as well me and my mom were like because I'm living at home so me and, it's just me and my mom in the house and we we're like we need to have like some form of routine so we don't go crazy so she was like I'll do like washing like I'll wash the clothes and the towels and things and she was like can you cook and I was like cool fine so at the beginning of lockdown I was just like the only thing that was in my brain was food I was like I'd wake up and go right we'll be on for dinner I'd bake about two loaves of bread a day for two of us <laughs> and it was just all I was doing and I loved it it was the best thing ever it's, I think it's always been such a big thing for me when I was at university me and my housemates I found since found this is quite unusual but me and my housemates all cooked together and ate together at the table every single night oh my god I love that 
it was so nice like so we had two veggies a pescatarian two meat eaters one of which was gluten-free yet we would still come together and eat the same meal and we would text and we'd be like right who's doing dinner tonight and then we'd be like oh I'm doing dinner and oh then my God, that is so we, wholesome yeah and we'd like say, okay, I'll come back from the library to have dinner. And then we'd go back to uni. And every single night we would sit down and all five of us would like eat together. And then we'd chill and watch a bit of telly and then go back to uni or whatever or go out or whatever. But yeah, it's been, I think it's such a good thing, food. It brings you together. Yeah, definitely. And I think one of the things I've realised in lockdown is that obviously I love food for the actual eating element don't get me wrong but the communal element as well like I've really missed during lockdown and I didn't realize how much how important that was to me so Mm. I've got like a little I've started because obviously as you said I've got the gift of time which I didn't have before I've started like Mm. writing out little recipes in a recipe book that I want to impress my friends with and I like at the start of Mm. lockdown sewed some place mats so that me and my boyfriend could have like a proper laid out dinner every night and yeah I definitely agree about the communal element of food it's one of the one of the best things in the world I think it really is I think it's like that time to stop and just kind of take time with each other definitely I think it's about nourishment like as well like that like the food is nourishing the conversation is nourishing the company is nourishing like it just mm. feels great when you nail a dinner party nail the food have great conversation <laughs> afterwards you're just like there's literally nothing better in the world is there <laughs> yeah and do you know what I love eating at the table this is the thing I think it's so much better eating at the table although we always eat on our laps now because our table's covered in eggs <laughs> Because normally I would make eggs in the shed at the end of the garden, but it has been so cold. Like I was making them in the shed in the winter, but I had like ski clothes on, like salopettes, ski jacket, a hat on, a heater on, and I was freezing. So I was like, mom, please can I make them in the house? (laughs) You're a victim of your own success. Yeah, we have to like push them all to the end of the table if we want to, if we want to (laughs) eat. That is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> well, in your upcoming book, Existential Crisis, you can detail how you started from the kitchen table and now, you know, you're running a 25,000 employee business thing selling eggs across the world. So remember, this is your origin Maybe. story, Sophie. That's what I say. <laughs> I was just going to say, the thing I realised, like when you um, obviously sent the email about asking what I was enthusiastic about, it's weird because you don't normally ask yourself those questions. Yeah. And then I kind of realised that, Secondhand things are probably the main enthusiasm of my life. And it's something that literally has been with me since I was a child. Like, I've always been obsessed with, um, we used to have a Christmas bazaar near me every year. And it was literally the highlight of my year. Like, I mean, as a small child, it was like a bric a brac store. And I would go, the ladies there would know me and they would hold stuff back for me and they would give me everything for 20p. And all of my family would have Christmas presents. From there, which my grandma mainly still has most of them. Oh my God, I love that. (laughs) And it's something that is, I didn't realise, but it's genuinely is, I think, I think a core thing for me because like I buy loads of my clothes from secondhand shops and my first job was in an antique shop. And I think the main dream for me was I want to own an antique shop when I'm older. And I think it kind of translates through to the eggs because it's like, I love the idea of rummaging through stuff to find this one thing that feels like that's the only one of that in the world even though it's probably mass manufactured but because (laughs) it's in amongst loads of things you're like this is incredible and I think I like that randomness of things and I think that kind of is why I have this bit of a weird taste and aesthetic which is why I make weird eggs you know it might be a massive 
push but I, when I was thinking about it, I was like oh this makes so much sense now yeah no I think that makes total sense like that and again it's not necessarily something you would ever not probably like it's not like you sat down and decided like well I like antique shopping and therefore I would love to make some ceramic eggs but I think there there are loads <laughs> of consistencies there that makes total sense yeah I just love it I just think it's so interesting having something that's a bit you know it's got like a history to it and stuff yeah yeah definitely maybe I'll have an antique shop one day I see it in your future I see it in your future (laughs) I am very jealous of your first job being in an antique shop I have to say mine was in a milkshake shop but I don't like three of the four ingredients in a milkshake so it was a bit of a thankless task really (laughs) what's the one ingredient you liked fruit when we put it in (laughs) but I don't like I don't like I don't drink milk I don't like vanilla ice cream and I don't really like most chocolate bars so those were most of the ingredients of everything which so everyone was like oh why do you work in a milkshake shop do you love it and I was like well no not really but mine was the dream it was like a tiny not tiny but it's a little antique shop and it was there was a cafe in the back and I mainly did like it was actually it was me and the guy who ran the shop he was like a teacher at my school who I knew because my mom was a teacher at my school yeah and I literally would go in in the morning and me and him would like have a cup of tea and a tea cake and I would just make people tea and sandwiches and whatever and I had like the most interesting people come in and like chat to me because we had like regular customers honestly the most incredible like trades people just coming in and I just got to look at all this cool stuff and I mainly spent most of my money back in the shop <laughs> but it was great I remember my mum said once my mum was picking me up I was like um mum is there any space in the car and she was like why <laughs> I was like if you could just open the boot I'll, I'll be out in a second and I brought this coffee table out <laughs> and I still have the coffee table and it's beautiful so no complaints. That that is incredible. And she must have just been yeah. so fearful every time she went to pick you up. She must be like, "What's she picked up now?" <laughs> yeah, seventeen-year-old me walking out with a with a coffee table, nowhere to put it. I mean, small technicalities that will be sorted out later. I feel like you sorted it out fine, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. Well, it lived in my brother's first house for a while, and now I use it in my egg studio. So it's come full. Circle. It's lived a good life. Exactly. Absolutely. There's also a piece in there I think about like learning more about people in terms of like comparisons between the antique shop and the the eggs. Not to be too profound, but I think like you know learning more about people and about like the stories behind stuff and it feels like that's you know why the thing you love most about the eggs is kind of like doing the personalization and the bespoke orders and I bet you get to Mm. like know the reasoning behind a lot of people's purchases or what people are looking for or that kind of thing and that kind of feels very symbiotic to me I guess yeah that makes a lot of sense you've read me well (laughs) thank you I mean I then threw in the word symbiotic and I'm 100% not sure what that means but it sounded good so we're just going to keep that in there that means thing it means they like live on the same path, doesn't it? Like marvelous next to each other. I think. Marvelous. Don't quote me on that. Well, that's that's what I meant, but <laughs> I didn't. I wasn't one hundred percent sure in the delivery. But thank you. Let's go with that. Okay, good. Symbiosis, everybody. Mm-hmm. Welcome to school. Um, <laughs> and finally, the third question I ask all my guests is, "What are you enthusiastic about in life?" And I absolutely loved your answer. Without sounding too profound, I think it's the hope for a better future. I was like, "Yes, Sophie, straight in. Let's." go there so you said you're passionate about caring for the world environmentally and socially there's so much beautiful potential for society and humanity which I just absolutely adored and you said in your answer as well which you also said on the podcast that you you know you're a bit of an idealist but I I think that we need more people like that in the world because otherwise we can't dream of anything better can we 
Yeah, exactly. I've always been called like a bit of an idealist growing up. People are like, yeah, but that will never happen. I just think, well, if you think that it's never going to happen, but if you like try and have this more positive view of what we are and who we are, then surely you will push for that and we'll get there instead of constantly thinking the worst. I mean, I know the world isn't great. I mean, from whatever's whatever's going on everywhere at the minute, but you have to kind of have the faith that you things can get better and kind of try at least to push things in a way that they can get better that's definitely how I think about things definitely I've had a a piece of like a post saved on my Instagram for like two years now and it was from somebody and she writes loads of political message I can't remember what she's called maybe the feminist baker or something like that but she um basically just like writes loads of incredible feminist slogans on pies and cakes etc and one of them from a couple of years ago yeah I I will make sure that I find the name and send it to you but she one of them says cancel the phrase that's not realistic and I originally saw it like and assumed that it was about, you know, like not letting our individual like selves hold back on our dreams, you know, kind of like the whole girl power, you can do anything message, which I was like very on board with. Yeah. And then I read the caption and it was actually about like cancel that's not realistic as a phrase to stop social change and stuff. And I was just like, God, mm. yeah, like it, we do use that so often as a as a reason to not do anything, but actually it's not a good enough reason to try. Like it might not be realistic, but the more we can do to help it, the more realistic it'll get. Surely it's like self-fulfilling. Yeah, food and a positive message. That <laughs> we are. Like my dream. We're in the middle of the Venn diagram. We're in the overlap. I love it. <laughs> Am I in the matrix? Yeah. Yes, you are. Would you like a red pill I or a do blue love pill, it. Sophie? I'm going to go blue. No, I'm going to go orange <laughs> for a yolk. But I love a political egg. I want to do more political eggs. I did um, an AOC egg, yes. which said treating people with dignity and respect does not make a man of something like that and I made that for my brother and that was one of my favorite things because I was like there's no reason this should be on an egg but it just for some reason kind of made sense to me I don't know why it just does it yeah. just works I, like, no, I am, I am, favorite things. I am laughing in agreement can I just say I was not laughing at the <laughs> I was laughing at you saying it doesn't belong on an egg but it just works and I was like god that is a true statement <laughs> So many of them don't make sense on an egg, but they just kind of do. But yeah, I'd love to do. Um, I try and do as much as I can, like, but I can't seem to find ones that I love. When people say to them, go, right, I want to put that on an egg. But then obviously I need someone to actually want them and me not just be left with loads of political eggs. <laughs> that would be a very specific problem, I have to say. I feel like you could smash it. <laughs> <laughs> if you have a good idea, please message me because I'd love to make some more. I really would. I but love yeah. that. So, I mean, how can people find you if they do want to? And how do your orders work as well? Because I assume that you do you work on a part time, like, do you do a restock and then close shop and then do a restock? Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram at Soap Shop, S O E U F Shop. You can also find me on Etsy with the same name. I am planning on setting up a website actually this year as well. So fingers crossed for that. Exciting. And for orders and stuff. So yeah, I tend to do a kind of monthly-ish restock, which normally has like about 30 to 60 pieces, which can I just say it blows my mind how quickly they go every time. (laughs) It astonishes me. Like the last time the website crashed and every time I get so nervous, like that they're not going to sell, I'm going to be lumbered with like 60 eggs. And then I don't know, just the response, it just makes me so happy. It's just, it's just really nice. But yeah, I also take custom orders. So I feel bad because I put it on my like bio. It says they normally open at the end of a restock. So I like reopen them up and I'll do them alongside the restock orders. 
and it sounds quite formal but just drop me a message like anything just like hey I want an egg and we'll just have a chat because some people message me like oh I don't know how to do this I'm like I'm really not professional or business like <laughs> at all one lady messaged me she's like I don't know if I've gone about this the right way I was like please do not feel like you need to talk to me in a specific way I'm just an egg lady doing my thing <laughs> don't worry about it <laughs> I like that you're yeah, like just drop me a message. Just I'm just an egg lady. Please communicate with me via carrier pigeon, smoke signal, DM, <laughs> just what sign language, exactly. semaphore, whatever you could do. I will make you an egg. <laughs> yeah, I'm the most chilled person ever, and I just want to have a laugh with people, making different designs, and just having fun. Really, is all I want. I want to be happy. <laughs> Well, you bring much joy and happiness to my life. So I cannot thank you enough, A, for your gorgeous eggs, but oh, also you. for coming on the podcast. It's been such a joy to chat to you and to know that there are people with similar, weird, but absolutely wonderful. <laughs> and I mean that from the bottom of my heart as a compliment, obsessions. So thank, thank you. you so much for all you do. Thank you so much for having me. It's been amazing. And there we have it. Another episode of the Enthusiasm Co podcast done and dusted. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did enjoy the chat and you think that others might do too, you might know what I'm about to say. If you could spare a minute or two of your time, please do head to the Apple Podcasts app and leave a rating and a review for the Enthusiasm Co. It means the world because it lets Apple know that I'm a podcast worth listening to and it shows me to other people. So thank you so much in advance for that. I read every single one. And also, if you would like to follow The Enthusiast and Co and see more updates, you can head to theenthusiast.co and on Instagram, theenthusiast and co to see and hear more. Until next time.